The Burt Show. If you've never had to get on a dating app, count yourself lucky because it is so brutal out here. Straight men are just making it way too easy for me to swipe left on them. And it, I, honestly, I think it's a, the reason why a lot of great guys aren't getting asked out. And I'm sure you're thinking, Abby, how bad could it be? So I decided I would put together a segment that would show you the toxic wasteland that is the dating apps <laughs> and a segment I'm calling Unhinged. <laughs> I'm bringing you into this toxic wasteland. I'm going to be giving you firsthand examples of what you too could find if you decided to join the lovely world that is the dating apps. So this generally is the first thing that a woman is going to see on a dude's bio. Besides his picture, these are the words he's using or these encompassing everything. The first impression. Yes. So this is not the first impression. So if you've decided if they have gotten like if if they've gotten your attention enough to where you're like, you know what? Let me listen to their voice prompt. This is what you will hear. And it is absolutely heinous. And it's not for a lack of trying. I'm sure you're thinking, oh, these guys are just not putting in enough effort. That is absolutely not the case. They trying. They just suck. <laughs> they're, just, they're just doing a terrible job at it. So the voice prompt on this is you can either just look at their bios or they can also leave a message for you. They can leave a message, sort of like a, like a voicemail, like in the olden days. Okay. So sometimes they're going to try so hard that they will create a audio trailer for what you can expect if you decide to date them. War. Climate change. Global pandemics. No, we didn't. Capitalism. Going to the grocery store but forgetting your AirPods. Having a tummy ache. No, we didn't. Life can be overwhelming and full of challenges, but you don't have to do it alone. Not anymore. Take a chance. (laughs) Let's see where things go. We can get through the chaos of the world together. You're lying. This is real life? It makes you want to buy a ticket to that movie right now. (laughs) I feel like I'm in the theater. I've got popcorn. I'm like, you know what, Jeffrey? This sounds great. We should put one of these together. Before we judge, we should try at some point over the next week or so to put one of these together ourselves to see if we can do better. Like what our our voice memo prompt would be if we had one of these dating profiles. It's tricky, man, because you really do have to make a first impression, okay? He obviously was a little off the mark. Just a little bit. No. Just a little bit. Over the top. He missed the mark completely. He's nowhere near the mark. He's like, he's in another country, okay? That was so bad. That was so bad. Oh, you guys, it gets so much worse. So, you know what? To be fair, putting together a dating app profile, kind of hard. And one of the hardest parts about getting, you know, conversations off the ground is you got to have thought-provoking questions. And this guy really thought he was coming in hard with the hard-hitting questions. So recently, I had a conversation with a friend about what the word foodie means to us individually. And I'd love to hear what foodie means to you. I'm not going to share what I think it means because I want, you know, an unbiased opinion. But um, yeah, just let me know. That's what keeps me up at night, truly. Is Mm -hmm. what, What really does the word foodie mean? That's supposed to intrigue you to stay at his... That, yeah, that's bad. I don't know why I feel like sticking up for these guys today. So, um, Godspeed, my friend. Good luck. So, Abby, you told us a couple of weeks ago that when you're putting together a profile, though, that you want to have one thing that's kind of a niche thing that stands out. Mm-hmm. So maybe his thing is foodie, and that's what he's trying to emphasize? Yeah, he's looking for the really passionate foodie community who wants to redefine what it truly means <laughs> to be a foodie. A foodie. Um, and you know what i i do love we live in 2023 we're living in a new world where men are like you know what 
feminism, me too. Um, I'm also a hashtag feminist. The fact that I love is how women can produce life. I think that's like so unique. So unique. You sound like his mother gave that to him. I was like, read this. I also feel like he was three-fourths of the way through a blunt, right? <laughs> Absolutely. And he was getting all philosophical. He's like, the hoes gonna love this. Oh, where did he get a hold of this? <laughs> um, and sometimes, you know, it's not just the foodie questions that they want to strike uh, up for you to start a conversation. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they also will have other philosophical questions that you would have never even thought to think of. So you know how in cinema a man can run around shirtless, but for some reason if a woman decides to free the nipple, it's a big uproar and we got to censor it on TV and movies? I mean, what happens if we just green screened or photoshopped a male nipple on top of the female nipple? Would that <laughs> would that go through? Like, I don't see where the issue's coming okay. in here. It's the same thing. <laughs> I like that guy. <laughs> he definitely doing a blunt. And now, now. <laughs> they what? got different. They got different strains. Yes, but they're both smoking. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. This has got to be a little bit more difficult than we're making it out to be, I, though, right? I mean, when you're doing like thirty seconds, and you're, I like the the first dude's idea of his life like a movie trailer. That I do like. But trying to put together one of those, if he did, am I just giving I not, no- too much credit? A little bit. Okay. I, I have no doubt that it's way more difficult than it seems. And we're going to do this. <laughs> okay. Like, I, I'm going to get this on the schedule in, in the next couple of weeks, and we're going to come up with our own, like, dating profile voice memos. I have no doubt it's harder than it looks. These are still bad. <laughs> it's, har- it's hard, but it's not that hard. And I want to play this last one because it's my favorite. Because if, if you thought men were afraid to be vulnerable on the dating apps, like you are, could not be more wrong. These men are really putting themselves out there, especially when it comes to them wanting you to guess what their favorite song is. All right, all right, all right. I'm going to tell you all straight up, it's going to be kind of a crazy, kind of embarrassing, but <laughs> yeah, if you can't figure out this song just off of these instrumental, then we can't be friends. All right, all right. That's in your permanent folder. Oh my god. <laughs> so wait, you're on hinge <laughs> and you're scrolling and you're listening. These are the, this is what you hear. This is what I hear. And oh. I just love the idea of them creating this profile and they're like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna get all the girls with this. Hold on, wow. sidebar, I want to try to figure out what song this is. I think is. I got it. I want to see, I want to see if y'all can get it. Okay, let's hear it one more time. I'm gonna tell y'all straight up, it's gonna be kind of a cringe and kind of embarrassing before. If you can't figure out this song just off of these instrumental, then we can't be friends. All right, all right. Here we go. Is he being serious or is he laughing at himself? No, no I think he's serious. Oh, no. Okay. If he was laughing at himself, no. then I think it's a, he's a decent... Give him a shot. No, no, no. He laughed at himself because he couldn't hit that high note. Oh, that high note. <laughs> that, he was fighting for his life. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anybody have any idea what song I have? I, I think I do. No idea. I don't know? No. I, I think it's Usher. Let it burn. Oh. Let's hear it again. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely not. All right, all right, all right. Oh, my God.
my I'm God. I'm going to tell y'all straight up, it's going to be kind of a cringe and kind of embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, if you can't figure out this song just off of these instrumental, then we can't be friends. Here it is. All right, all right. Here we go. Oh, God. <laughs> That's yeah, a great mystery. Sure. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. Well, okay. then, you can date him. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> you have a friend. I'm the only one you qualified for. I wonder, okay, so I wonder. Now, I, we are definitely playing this again, Abby. OMG, we were so <laughs> playing this again. Should we start or end with an actual good one so we have a comparison of what it should sound like, or do we just play these rancid ones? Do we have any examples of good ones? I have one that we thought was the weakest out of all of them, but maybe you guys will be on his side because he, you know what, to be fair, he wanted to take us out on a nice date. It's not difficult. It's it's actually really easy. Um, hmm. I'm trying to go to Six Flags. I'm trying to take somebody with me. So if you're trying to go, swipe right. If you don't like Six Flags, are you allergic to outside? Swipe left. If you find and you're allergic to outside, Swipe right, but mostly if you're going to Six Flags, trying to come, swipe right, come on. <laughs> I had that. Uh, got the right idea. Yeah, yeah. I, I met my match with the Usher guy. So. Oh, man. <laughs> All right, sometime over the next couple of weeks, we got to put one of these together. We will. We'll just do. to see if it's as difficult <laughs> as it appears to be. It's truly not that hard. That is going to be, damn you, that is going to be in my head all day. <laughs> I'm going to have to listen to that song again if I don't feel it. The Burt Show. Just about every city in America, doesn't matter if you're big or medium or small, you got like a local concert venue where bands come through, you get your drink on at the bar. Maybe it's a, maybe some of these venues even have 100 or 200 seats, if that, right? You go on a Friday night or a Saturday night, you get your drink on, it's pretty cheap, and you get to see some band coming through town, or maybe even an up-and-coming band or one of your favorite bands. You've done this, right? Oh, absolutely. It's a great night out, right? It's a fantastic, especially if you like, you know, if you dig live music. Mo, you like that experience? Of course. Well, it's going away because Mikey and Abby aren't drinking enough. <laughs> it is shame. not. It is going away. All right, it's their fault. You're not drinking enough, Abby. Intern Mikey, you're not drinking enough. Gen Zers are drinking noticeably less overall, but even less at concerts compared to other age groups. Now, this came from Billboard over the weekend. Um, if you're born between the ages of 1997 and 2012, there's been drinking a reduced such amount of alcohol that is impacting smaller live concert venues. And they are trying to figure out why. So this is a quote from somebody at the Music Biz Conference that says, one of the big trends we're seeing is that Gen Z doesn't drink as much. They're either eating edibles before they come <laughs> or there's more of a sober mental health bogus. So most of the ticket price... Uh, goes on to the band. So really, that leaves the venue just the beverages, really, to make a lot of money off of. And because you guys aren't drinking as much, the concert venues are saying, we're going to have to either change our format, we're going to have to think of something, because you guys are coming to the bar, and you're already stoned, and you're not drinking enough. <laughs> I can attest I was not so sober at the Eras tour. But when I was in Chicago, admittedly, like that's kind of what I wanted. I like didn't want to have to get up and go get a bunch of drinks. I was hoping I was going to be high as hell, <laughs> 
wasn't the case. I couldn't get high. It wasn't for a lack of trying. <laughs> it wasn't for a lack of trying. <laughs> Do you think it's because these ticket prices are so expensive yep. and shows are so long, drinking causes you to use the bathroom and you don't want to have to go use the bathroom during the show? I don't know. Let's ask Mikey. Mikey is our intern. He is 21. 21. 21. Um, I'm going to tell you, I, I'm, I'm doing my fair share. I'm not, I'm not taking any of the blame on this. He's, ca- he's carrying the team on his back. Drinking enough for a couple of grown men, and I'm showing up stoned, so you can't blame it on me. Um, no, but I think, here's the thing, drinks are so expensive. You already spent so much money on these stupid tickets. I don't think the peeing is the problem. That takes two seconds. Um, but, uh, you get creative. You find ways to sneak drinks in. Mm-hmm. Now that I got a lady, she's got a big purse. That was the first thing I noticed. I said, I I see your big purse. I need a lady with a big purse. I spent like six beers in there. You can have your beer anywhere you want. I'm telling you. He likes big purses and he cannot lie. I cannot lie. As a general rule, do you guys find like 20, 21, 26, drinking less? I'm not even going to get into the edible part. Just drinking less? Um, I don't think so at all. I mean, I'm definitely an elder Gen Zer, so maybe I'm on the cusp of like the the binge drinkers. But like when I was at the Taylor Swift concert, w- not wanting to pee for sure was a concern. But also like like Mikey said, these drinks are expensive. So if you can get drunky monkey beforehand, we're gonna do that. I feel like when I was that age and going to concerts, that's pretty much what we were doing too. Like we weren't drinking that much once we got to the venue because of money. Like we would pregame. Mm-hmm. Pregame it was a big thing when I was that age. So if that- that's still happening now, then where has the, where's the switch happening then? If it was going on then also, they were making money back in the day and they're mm. saying, these punk asses, these sober punk asses <laughs> are taking us right out of business. Maybe we're just poor. <laughs> <laughs> There's a cool phenomenon that says like, if you're confronted with some information and actual facts, you'll probably reject it. Like we know alcohol is a poison and it makes you feel awful and all of these things. And yet a lot of us still do it anyway. But if you grow up, Knowing those facts from, like, early on, you're actually going to listen to them. So as millennials, I think, start to shift how they feel about alcohol and they're embracing mocktails more, their kids are starting to get this message as well. And so because they're growing up with the facts from, like, not day one, but very early on in life, you can start to see an attitude shift. Now, that is a really good point right there. Um, Because had I known how bad it was for me back in the day, I might have done something about it. But... We didn't realize, like, how bad alcohol truly was for, like, every cell in your body. Now we all know that, and this isn't the first generation to know that, so that does make some sense and to me. you've got TikToks and Reels as well talking about mental health and mocktails and things you can do instead of uh, drinking. So if you're mm-hmm. on those algorithms, you're also constantly getting bombarded with, I won't say anti-drinking messages, but more like health-focused messaging, which is, again, something that was missing from my college experience as well. Which is a good thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, no. I'm gonna say no. It sounds all. It sounds really nice, but no. That's a no from me, dog. People are out there drinking. Yeah. I'll tell you, nobody's learning anything. <laughs> they do are learning. Tell that to the venues who are going broke because y'all aren't buying yeah, alcohol. We just got creative. We got a little IV packs running through our. You body think we didn't have that? Well, it may be more sophisticated now, man. Yeah. See, also on those algorithms, even better ways to hide alcohol. <laughs> Big purses. <laughs> the Bird Show. How old is too young to start offering up an allowance, and does it set the wrong precedence with your kids? My child is three and a half years old. Oh, hell no! <laughs> and I want to start giving her an allowance, and I'm wondering if it's a little too young, but I have thoughts. 
All right, I'd like to teach my kids financial responsibility. This would not be payment for doing household chores. Like your job as being part of the family is doing chores. You don't get paid for that. This would just be like literal spending money. And then they could do extra chores around the house if they wanted more. How is she, how is she earning this money? She's just being given it. But the whole point is it's going to teach her how to handle her finances. So here's the thing. That three dollars would be like her age or less a week. So three bucks or like one fifty would go into the bank of mom. And then we would keep a sheet adding up how much she gets. And if she hits a certain threshold, this is what I saw someone do, that she hits $100, I would give her 10% interest. So I'd give her an extra 10 bucks so she can keep saving, right? If she wants to make a withdrawal to buy something, then we'd have a conversation about, well, you can do that. This is how many weeks it's going to take you to save up that money again. This is how much money you've lost. And you're teaching your kid financial literacy. I'm in my 40s and I can't follow. (laughs) (laughs) It's great. Well, like, so if she wants to buy, like, a $30 stuffed animal, I would say, yes, it will take you two months to earn that money back, though. Is that something you really want to do? And then she could, it gives her a better concept of, like, the value of money and how time is worth money and what it would take to save. And teaching kids financial, financial literacy is a big thing. Like, my friend wrote a book, Financial Whiz Kids, like, you're supposed to teach them young so they really understand how to use money. And I don't think three is too young. Should we go to the store? She mm-hmm. wants things. This is helpful for me as well. You can buy whatever you want. Is it in your budget? How long will it take you? You can make a withdrawal. So your kid has Emory University blood through its veins. <laughs> so your three-year-old might be able to understand this concept. Mine's got state school, baby. Yeah, so Good does old mine. Kentucky. <laughs> state school and I dropped out. <laughs> so I at least would. got my degree. <laughs> um, I, I do think that if you're going this route and you're trying to teach very like adult lessons here, I do think that there's one key piece missing, and that is earning the money. Yeah. Well, she's three, though. Like, that's where oh, we come okay. in. She's three. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I I really do want to separate allowance from chores. Like, you are expected to do chores no matter what. Like, you're not, I'm not going to pay you for being part of the family and cleaning up after yourself. I refuse. I'm not doing that. If you want to do extra stuff, like, when she's older, you want to wash the car for extra money. You want to, like, you want to do extra stuff for extra money. I'm happy to pay for that. But I think as a kid, an allowance, if I can afford it, you know, three bucks a week, just to be able to buy something or have fun and learn the value of money, I think is a good thing. But I'm not paying for chores. I'm not paying for A's. I'm not paying for any of the stuff that you should be doing. No, and I, I love, like, where your heart and your mind is at. I, I personally think three is too young. But, I like, as far as teaching them, like, fiscal responsibility, I think that's huge. I think it's so funny that at three and a half you want to do this. And Bart in the neighborhood, and we're talking about we have, like, five, six, and nine-year-olds. He pays them to pick up pine cones with giant marshmallows. <laughs> oh, that's adorable. <laughs> <laughs> we literally always have a bag of giant marshmallows on hand. And the kids come over. They always play in our yard. And he's like, hey. You pick up the pine cones, I'll hook you up with the marshmallow, <laughs> and those puppies are picked up in seconds. I think if she can grasp onto the concept, I think it's a really great way to be able to teach her financial um, independence, like knowing what to do with your money. And also it gives you an out anytime you're at a store. Instead of just saying no and you being the bad guy, she has an understanding of why you're saying no, which I actually think it's a great idea. Mm. My grandmother uh, wanted to start giving me an allowance when I was eight. And she gave me, uh, she started off with like $100, which was supposed to go towards me getting an aquarium. 
and I spent all $100 at the ice cream truck in like five, <laughs> five minutes. So maybe if they had started when I was a little younger, <laughs> by eight, I wouldn't have blew it. I still think that there's some kind of lesson to be learned by earning the money and earning her way. Because you don't get Rat- money for free. Yeah, it just doesn't it just doesn't fall out of the sky. And really what you're doing to a three-year-old is like, I'm giving you this money and I'm teaching you how to spend it, but I'm not teaching you how to earn it. I mean, that's fair. We have conversations about money. Like, she'll say, why are you going to work? And I'll say, well, we go to work to earn money so we can buy food and pay the mortgage for the house and buy clothes. So we're having those conversations. I just kind of think we underestimate kids a lot. Like, a while back, I think, Kristen, you were watching that show on Netflix about the Japanese kids, was it, who are like toddlers, three or four, and they're walking literal miles Mm -hmm. to the store by themselves. We see Top Chef Junior, where all these kids are like using sharp knives and flambéing stuff, and everyone's like, whoa. (laughs) But kids are more than capable, and I just, I want to challenge mine, though. But I'm afraid, I mean, if I make her work for an allowance, I feel like then we're entering, like, a very dangerous territory where DFAX is going to be like, hey, <laughs> <laughs> we heard you made your kid mop the floor by hand for $3. Do we need to call, like, and be like, there's a sweatshop happening in Smyrna? Is right. that what you're saying? So I'm just yeah. going to give her the money for now when she's a little older and able to do bigger chores, then we'll start working for it. Gotcha. The Bird Show. All right, so if you have won a court case or won a court case recently, you know how that intoxicating win feel can be. But you got to keep it to yourself. Nuh-uh. No, you don't. We want you to celebrate that court case win with us because for the first time I had a friend who had to go to court um, and she, I'm not going to go into all the juicy details about it, but she had charges filed against her. And ultimately it was basically, we'll just say self-defense, found her not guilty and she got to walk. But listening to her, um, at dinner and describe like it was a jury trial. They had to sit there and go through jury selection and mm-hmm. pick six jurors. And then after that, she took the stand. He took the stand. Two other people took the stand, so they were doing, like, testimony, witness testimony. And then, um, ultimately, the ruling, the verdict comes out, and she is found not guilty. So she is not going to have to spend any time behind bars. Hallelujah, praise the Lord, because her ex is a D-bag. Anyway, (laughs) so... I wanted to, like, it was just so fascinating sitting there and listening to her detail it. And I, you know, I wish I could have been there in court with her as support, but obviously, you know, I got a job and a kid, so I wasn't able to be there. So I wanted you to celebrate your court case win with us. one 855 855-237-8746. You went to court and you came out victorious and you want to shout it from the rooftops because that's exactly what Ed Sheeran did when he just won his court case against Marvin Gaye's family Mm -hmm. for stealing uh, Let's Get It On into Thinking Out Loud. I'm obviously very happy with the outcome of the case and it looks like I'm not having to retire from my day job after all. But at the same time, I'm unbelievably frustrated that baseless claims like this are allowed to go to court at all. We've spent the last eight years talking about two songs with dramatically different lyrics, melodies and four chords which are also different and used by songwriters every day all over the world. These chords are common building blocks which were used to create music long before Let's Get It On was written and will be used to make music long after we are all gone. Now, when we were rehashing this over appetizers and wine, we were not as eloquent and had a lot more (laughs) profanities. But (laughs) (laughs) And he doesn't sound, uh, let me give the phone number out again also, 1-855-BIRDSHOW. Um, he was very, I think, exhausted yeah. by the time he won that court case. Um, and I think he was very reserved also uh, because I think probably behind closed doors, <laughs> he was probably cracking some champagne and high-fiving his lawyers and stuff like that. But what most people don't, I don't think, 
understand if you've never gone to court is how much of a mind drain it is. It's on your mind all the time. And his court case, I think, went back to 2016 or 2017. Mm -hmm. Uh. And my friends, too, because of the pandemic, it kept getting postponed and kept getting postponed. So you're just drawing Uh. it out and drawing it out and drawing it out. But they finally had their day in court and she was victorious. So today is the day you get to tell the world about your win. Good morning, Chastity. Good morning. Good morning. Okay, you won a case. Yes, I won a case against the DNR, um, which DNR kind of like top tier. They're kind of the Texas Rangers around here anyways. Um, But I went down a path I thought was drivable. It wasn't. I got stuck. Um, I got someone to come and get me out, but DNR tried to give me a ticket for going down a footpath is what they call them. Um, but I took pictures of all the other footpaths that had signs and I took a picture of the one that I went down and it didn't have a sign. And the lady at the court, she's like, I have never had the opportunity to throw out a ticket from DNR before. She said, so congratulations, you're the first one. So for those that are in your car and you can't Google it, because we were all in here doing it, uh, DNR is Department of Natural Resources Division. So you were on a on a path, and then some DNR policeman comes up and gives you a ticket for walking? Uh, no, because I drove down what is considered a footpath. Oh, okay. Uh, I got you. They're just for walking, and I didn't realize that because yep. it looked like other people had driven down it, and there was no signs or no nothing. But he, he was just mean about the whole situation and everything so it kind of made me smug to be able to walk out (laughs) that feels good yep that feels good all right here is brooke good morning brooke you were on the burt show hi long time listener thank you for calling appreciate you celebrate your court case victory okay so this is a wild one um when i was 20 i joined the army and my dad had me sign a document stating that if I died while I was in the Army, my husband at the time would not be able to evict him from my property, which he was going to be allowed to live on. And I thought, like, okay, this is ridiculous, but fine, I get it. Things happen. So I signed the document. And he ripped the document signature page off and put it on a deed transfer paperwork and illegally transferred ownership of my entire property to himself. He convinced the notary to notarize it without me being there and had it filed. And then he took out a mortgage on the property and didn't pay it. And then he died. And I didn't find any of this out until after he died. And I had to go to court against his estate, I guess, my deceased dad, to win my own land back and convince the judge that I never gave my dad all of my property. Wow. So you won a court case against your dead dad? Yes. Congratulations. Wow. Congratulations. Con- con- congratulations. I think. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm sorry for your loss. B, I'm glad you won the court case. Yeah. <laughs> and you got your land back. Right. Seriously. I'm sad my dad is dead, but also furious to find out that he stole my land. Oh, so. yeah. A mix of emotions. At some point, you guys are going to be soul to soul, and that's going to be one pay-per-view I'd like to see. <laughs> <laughs> 
The Bird Show. All right, so her friends set her up on a bad date. She bails on this date, and now her friend is all mad at her. So who's right and who's wrong? You got something going on in your life. You want to share it with Bird Show fam? Go ahead, hit us up at thebirdshow.com. We got all the single folk on the Bird Show in here to help out with this one also. Uh, okay, so uh, Romeo and Abby and Katie and Rebecca. Hey, Bird Show. I've had a major disagreement with my friend recently and need you to tell me if I'm the a-hole. I especially need the singles of the show to weigh in. I've been out in these dating streets for a while and it is rough. (laughs) My patience is wearing thin and honestly, I am tired of wasting time. I cut my losses quickly and I move on. Coworker, friend of mine, set me up on a date. I was hesitant, but she she sold this dude real good. I met him for a date on Saturday, and he was so blah. I wasn't remotely interested in anything he had to say. I wasn't physically attracted to him, and I got the feeling he wasn't really into me either. The whole thing just seemed super pointless. As soon as the server bust our table and took our plates, I placed some money on the table for my portion of the bill and told him it was nice to meet him, but I had to get going. I got up, said goodnight, and I left. My friend called me the next day and said he was upset with the way I handled the date by leaving so abruptly. And since he was upset, she was, of course, upset with me as well. I explained to her everything I had just explained to you. She still felt I was in the wrong and should have, quote unquote, seen the date through. The date was finished in my eyes. Apparently, it wasn't in his. We were obviously not vibing and we're never going to see each other again. So why prolong the inevitable? Am I the a-hole here? Do I need to apologize to my friend and this guy? Because I'm feeling like I shouldn't. Thanks, Abby. Get in there, Abby. I absolutely believe that this person is in the wrong. When you're going out on a date, it's such a vulnerable thing to put yourself out there. And I just think you need to be really careful with people's hearts. And that means walking on eggshells a little bit. And I think throwing some money on the table and getting out of Dodge as soon as possible Mm. is a little disrespectful. So I think she's in the wrong. Mm. She's not. She's not. Time is too important, you yes. say. It is. And as I tell my friends, we are in our selfish era, okay? It, it's, it's about <laughs> us sometimes. Sometimes it is about us. And if the date's not going well, I'm out. I'm sorry. And I'm trying to learn this myself mm-hmm. to be less accommodating and more uh, basically focus more on my feelings. Now, the only thing I would have done differently here is I probably would have paid for the whole bill and be like, you know what? Because I know that I'm bouncing early. I'm wasting your time. You, you know, this is on me. So I'll pay for the whole bill, but I got to go. Right, so, so again, let me just read the one part here that we're really debating. As soon as the server bust our table and took our plates, I placed some money on the table for my portion of the bill. Now, again, the bill hadn't even come, right? As soon as the server bust our table and took our plates, I placed some money on the table for my portion of the bill and told me it was nice to meet him. So the bill hadn't even come yet. Correct. But yeah. I had to get going. So I got up, said goodnight, and I left. Romeo. Okay. I think, okay. Because the bill didn't show up, Mm -hmm. I think that's a little rude. And maybe I can see why her friend feels like she needs to apologize because of the way she handled it. I I feel like you needed to wait for the bill to show up. And then that's when you know the date is over, over. And then you get to go home. Mm -hmm. But the way, I think that 
if her friend feels that way about it, yeah. But I, I also think her friend owes her an apology for choosing a black guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Rebecca. The only reason she's an a-hole is because her friend set her up. If this was just some dude that she met on a dating app and she bailed halfway... All power to you, because I have done that before, actually. You've just, like, left? Yeah. As, I soon, made as, up, the, as soon as the server gets there. I made up a really terrible excuse, and I just walked out. I didn't even look back. I didn't pay for anything either, so I guess I'm really the a <laughs> I guess I don't have that gear now. Mo, would you do this, or would you wait for the bill? I don't think I would have it in me to do this. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do understand that life is short, and if you're not feeling somebody, you do have the right to just, I guess, exit this way, but I'm with Rebecca on this one. I think I would have stuck this out, if nothing else, because my friend set me up, and I would have felt like I at least owed that to my friend. Yeah, and I mean, the time of waiting for the actual bill to come <laughs> and not, what are we talking about? Three minutes? Four minutes here at most? Depends if yeah. your server's in the weeds, man. <laughs> <laughs> Let's assume we're being three minutes to spare somebody's feelings. I I think you wait the three minutes, wait for the bill to get there, you settle it up, and you take off. But to me, it's super rude. So rude. It was obvious she was trying to rush and get out of there as soon as possible. Five minutes was too long. <laughs> I can't stand one more second with you is what that was saying. <laughs> yeah, I think you got to owe an apology. The Bird Show. Every now and then you'll hear a little bit of a fact that will change your life, the trajectory of your life, or a habit forever. I think I told you guys years and years ago, we used to have um, Adam Murphy in here who was a, what do you call him, a restaurant reviewer, mm-hmm. right? He was like, he's like an investigative reporter for a local news station. And he also used to go from uh, restaurant to restaurant, and the restaurants that didn't do so well with their health score, he would go in there and barge in there as a TV guy, barge in there with the cameras going, hey, why do you guys suck, man? <laughs> <laughs> you, guys, you guys scored a 45 this week on uh, one of 100. How is that even possible? He would confront the manager. It would be all tense. We would play the audio. But he told me one time that never put fruit in your drink. Ever, ever, ever. And at that point, I was a vodka soda with a lime guy every single time I would drink. And I'm like, why not? And he's like, they are so nasty. There's so much bacteria on fruits that they don't wash off. So it goes basically from like the farm to the truck to the bar and you can't really count on the bar back to clean off the fruit also. So what's in the soil and the fertilizer and manure and all that is going into your drink. I have never ordered a drink with fruit in it ever again since then. He's like, you just might as well just wipe it on your butt and just take a bite out of your drink. (laughs) So I never did that. Cassie came in, I believe, with one of these this morning. Yes, today I am wearing in-ear headphones instead of over the head head headphones, which sounds weird, but you know, when you think of radio DJs, you wear those big over-the-head cans. The cans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is weird, by the way. I feel naked on the air without that, like, head covering. Welcome to my world. Thank you. I think but- Ryan Seacrest has been doing it for years because he's got so many different videos. He was one of the first to have the studio filled with videos, and he didn't want the big old cloggy headphones, so he started going to those. I always loved them. I thought they looked cool, but I was on the old ticker talk <laughs> scrolling, and I like to video game, so I see gamer content from time to time. So I'm scrolling and then a video pops up with all these gamers who wear headphones for extended periods of time, like radio DJs. Mm -hmm. And I saw this, the headphones dent 
the head of the gamers. And this guy is not the only one. There are compilations of gamers taking off their headphones and shaving their heads, and they all have a divot, like a dent in the middle of their head where their headphones sit. Oh my. Ooh, now, right? is it the top part? Top. Or, yes. Or, yeah. So it's not the ear part that nah. presses in no. over the ears. Look at the dent in the top of the nah. head. How small was my man's headphones? Oh, Do you see? But So I saw that, and I was like, eh, only one weird freak case. No, it's like all of them are shaving their heads. Now, I think these guys probably wear their headphones like 14 hours a day. I think they're like pro gamers. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Right. I couldn't I couldn't stop touching my head trying to feel for a dent, and I'm convinced <laughs> I have one. I'm convinced there's a little divot right here, and it's driving me nuts. Mo, you are staring at me like I'm crazy. I am. I am crazy, but I can't stop fixating on it. So now we have different headphones. <laughs> So is but physically, I mean, that's just an aesthetic thing. Sure, you're gonna have a little old dent in your head, but it's not like it's not caving into your brain or anything. No, no, you still have your uh, skull, but okay. at the same time, like I don't want to become a gutter when it rains, like water's <laughs> pouring off the side. You know, I want my shiny dome, <laughs> and it just like the thought of something. I'll, like modifying yeah. that way without my consent, even though I'm the one putting it on every morning. I just couldn't take it. <laughs> yeah, this one won't have the same effect for me. I don't care if I have a dentist. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean, really? Must be nice to not wake up at 2 a.m. and like some scalp massage yourself because you're convinced you have a dent and you're afraid it's not going to. Like, what if I get a wonky haircut? What if I got bangs and it throws off the bangs somehow because there's a divot in my head? <laughs> Again, they are wearing these for probably yeah, right. 14 hours a day. Whereas for us, we wear headphones like at, you know, 12 minute chunks mm-hmm. and then take them off put them on take them off put them on <laughs> but over years I'm wondering I mean yeah, you're right because yeah, I, I see what you're saying about the math on it Yeah. but I mean when you put it together of all the years that we've done the show I mean you put together your 12 years 12 years now on the show yeah but I, like I said I've been rocking the in earbuds for I mean four or five years <laughs> yeah. I, I wear definitely a lot of headphones too I definitely have a dent already. I can you feel do? it. Nah, yeah. you're put- no, I can feel it because it's. I have like a hump back here. <laughs> Are you sure that's not like a bump it? No. <laughs> yeah, it's just that natural southern jeans coming back. <laughs> Mo's got the most to lose here because you really do have a very pretty head. Your head it's looks very, normal. It's very round, but. And if, if we were to see a hump on anybody, it would be Mo because his huh? hair is so close. That's yeah. true. It's closely shaven. I, I saw it like, turn you- to the side. No, no. You see, so don't do that to no. me. Oh, I see it no, now. No, no, don't do that. that. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You think you gotta pay the barber more? You gotta. <laughs> you gotta this has gotta go down into the canyon. It's like a skate park yeah. for him. <laughs> the Bird Show. A lot of people are nervous, very nervous, <laughs> super nervous. That you're gonna lose your jobs eventually to AI, man. It's a scary situation here, and it's one just like a decade or so ago. It was all in the movies, but we were never taken seriously, and here we are. Here we are now. An AI is a legit thing, right? Look at us hanging out with robots. Look at us. Could happen, right? <laughs> a lot of people are wondering if it's going to take over every single industry, which um, is an interesting question. And it's one I want Mo to try to help us with this morning. So, Mo. What? <laughs> no, I'm just listening. Uh, where is this going? None of us know where this is going. Oh, it's not only me? Except for Burt Weiss. Okay, okay. Mo had leaned all back, relaxed, and he slowly came up. And he some more coffee. He's like, oh, I'm up, huh? <laughs> all right, so Mo is a singer, songwriter, rapper, correct? Uh, singer-ish. Not really the singer part, but the other two you got right. Rapper, songwriter, and you do amazing work. Ama- Thank you. And do you write your own song? 
I do. You do? Yep. All right, so if you've never heard any of Moe's songs, here's a little sample. I don't like that you sung here so much more. I don't like that. Either way, both prove my point. I believe both of you guys wrote those songs. All right. So the thing that AI might be able to do someday is perform songs, but can they write a song that really has true meaning, right? So, I have issued you a challenge. I went to chat GPT this morning, and I said, write me a rap song. They gave me the lyrics to a rap song. Wow. That's, that's literally, a lot of lyrics. It is a lot of lyrics. You, that's the only thing you wrote in chat GPT. Write a rap song. That's it. You You're, didn't give it any guidance. Uh, just write a rap song. That's it. Okay. So, it spit out this song. That's why you asked me about verses and hooks earlier today? Yes. <laughs> okay. Because I don't know a lyric from a verse from a hook. I don't know. I don't know. Uh-huh. All right, so here's my challenge. I would like you to go into Tommy's studio right now. I told Tommy about this earlier. He has picked out some beats for you. Go over the lyrics here. <laughs> and in three or four minutes, come back in here and perform our chat wow. GPT rap. All right. All right? Okay. Yeah. So it's uh, got this, Mo? DJ Mo oh, AI. Know, Tommy. Yeah, you do. DJ Mo AI. Something like that. Let's work on it. Okay. It's going to kill. <laughs> I know your rap's going to be great, but are the lyrics going to be like, that's the thing about AI. I don't think it like makes connection. Like it spits out words. I mean, I did this as just a, as a test in my um, commencement speech that I did for the graduates of 2023. Yeah. I had chat GPT write it. And it was just cliche after cliche. Yeah. And I did it and didn't tell you guys until the very end. And Bert was like, yeah, because that didn't sound anything like you. Yeah. <laughs> so I was helping a friend out with her podcast also. And she was putting together her trailer for her podcast, right? And she cuts it and she writes it to me. And I hit her back immediately. I'm like... This doesn't sound like it has any feeling. This is not you. This doesn't feel like you at all. And it was only days later that she confessed that she had that chat GPT had written the whole thing for her. So it doesn't have the kind of depth, you know, that a real person has in soul. So let's see what we can come up with. You ready to do this now? Yeah. (laughs) I honestly looked at the chat GPT lyrics this morning and I played a song. I could do it straight up with no, no waiting. You could have just played the beat and I could have done this. Okay, now you're making it interesting. Now I almost want to hear you do it. (laughs) I I would rather that. Mo looked at the lyrics, though, and he goes, this is what I got to do? I got to do these lyrics? This is horrible. Like, my voice is going to be, it's like a third grader wrote it. I've never written a song. I've never sung a song on So I just assumed that it would take you a couple of minutes to put the beat together with the lyrics. But you came in and then came, you left and came right back in. I mean, it was less than 60 seconds. Less than 60 seconds. You could have handed it to him and he could have flowed on this. All right. Yeah, I think I got this. Uh, Okay. (laughs) You ready to do it? It's just so bad. Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. 
do this whole thing? Until it sucks. Okay. Oh, that, that won't take long. <laughs> Check. Yo, I step up to the mic with fire in my eyes. Spitting rhymes so tight, it's gonna take you by surprise. I'm the lyrical magician. Watch me work my art from the depths of my mind. I'ma tear this beat apart. Born in a city where the dreams collide. Every obstacle I face is in stride. Life is a journey, I'ma ride this wave. With the rhythm in my veins, I'ma misbehave. Yeah, I'm on a mission. Ain't no looking back. Stacks of ambition. And we breaking out the track. With every line I drop. Let me make this clear. I'm rising to the top. Cause there ain't no room for fear. Yeah, hustle hard, grinding. That's all day and all night. Writing words so raw. I'm bringing these stories to the light. In this world of chaos, I'ma always find my peace. Turn the pain into power and let them struggles cease. I'm a champion of words with a pen as my sword. Breaking down them barriers as I'm breaking through this cord. Life's a puzzle, I'm solving it. That's piece by piece. Every challenge that I face, it only brings release. I'm on a mission. Yeah, ain't no looking back. Stacks of ambition breaking out the trap. Hey. Hey. Yo, yeah. 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 I mean, it's going Man. way better than I thought it was going to be. Finish your turn. You turned those sorry ass lyrics into gold. I'm sorry. Finish it off. It's not bad. It's good. This is not good. This is not. This is not the way I wanted this okay, to go wait, at all. So why? What makes you think this is not good? Uh, the sound of it. <laughs> the way the I can't explain it. it. It's just um, the rhymes are very simple. The rhymes are simple, good. and it doesn't. I, I don't have the flow because I didn't write it. Yeah, no. So it's it's like I'm guessing the flow oh, as well, I go. Well, you faked it. Yeah, no, you made the flow great. Yeah, I, I stopped like halfway because I couldn't do it anymore. Well, to my Caucasian ears, it was a home run. <laughs> <laughs> Woo, that was bad. I'm a little, I'm a little bit surprised. You I thought really it would be thought, worse. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm not gonna lie. I was kind of into it. <laughs> what? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I didn't want you to stop. Yeah. Yeah. I, was really I had to stop. I couldn't do it Same. anymore. It was good. <laughs> Damn. Wow. Well, well, this didn't prove my point at all. We're all screwed. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. You know, guys, it's been nice working with y'all. Thanks for listening. Get more Bird Show fix at thebirdshow.com or follow us on social media at The Bird Show.